A science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, out. I it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. This week's story is from Nissa Greenberg. The story was recorded in September 2014 at the National Museum of Mathematics in New York City. So, um, class is almost over, and uh, he raises his hand, and uh, I, he wants me to check his work. Um, I go over to check his work, but I'm not going to check his solutions. I'm going to check... Uh, his process, too, because this is an idea I pound into my students' heads, that it's not the answer that's important, it's the journey that got you there. Uh, I, I, I focus on this a lot because I, I think it, it's, uh, it's important to understand that, that every math problem is like a creative prompt, right, that, that, I, that allows me to see how my students think. It's not just, it's not just, you can't just write the answer down because that's like writing the first sentence and then the last sentence of your term paper and not putting anything in between. And that doesn't explain to me uh, everything. That doesn't, so you can't put down just your answer. You have to put down, and then I uh, demand that my class join me in a chorus uh, of saying journey. And all of them, some of them, a couple of them, a few, like one of them, (laughs) this kid, this kid definitely joins me in the chorus. He's ingested. He, like, knows what I'm talking about. He listens to every one of my totally unnecessary, really long, totally necessary rants about how cube roots are just the extension, the obvious extension of addition. He's ingested it, and his journey is fantastic. Uh, there's, this, uh, there's this series of vowels that students expel when uh, they're excited and surprised by the fact that they're excited by learning, that only happens in math class, and it is the only drug I'm addicted to. It is, uh, it is like an endorphins rush to the soul. It, it, what it does is it, it affirms uh, this theory that I've been dancing around my whole life, that I'm a worthwhile human being who <laughs> improves the state of humanity around him. It's like confirmation of my own perceived altruism. Uh, I... I'm addicted to that sound, that, oh. Uh, I moved to New York not to be a teacher, though. I moved to New York to uh, be a comedian, and uh, there's another sort of series of sounds that come with that, like laughter and applause. Uh, and that's what I was addicted to when I moved here. I, um, I, I, was, uh, I, was, I wanted to go on stage and talk about sort of my, my vulnerable and honest feelings and uh, then have people laugh at me. Uh, I thought that would that would be a good life. Um, what, what I was doing also at the time was I was writing down all those private feelings on a public forum on what is called a blog, um, and uh, I, I'm not the only person who um, who takes out their therapeutic need for performance on uh, students in the middle of the day. In other words, I'm not the only like, comedian who's also a teacher, a performer who's also a teacher, but I am the only one I know who does it under a fake name, who teaches under a fake name. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, was working for, I, I was working for a tutoring company. I, I got fired. 
Uh, I was working for a tutoring company, uh, and they, um, th they assigned me to this child up uh, in the Upper East Side, and her mother, uh, his mother, uh, Googled me in order to defend their child, and they found some of my uh, rantings online uh, the, 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 I think at the time had to do with my gender identity issues, which are not like extreme, but just they come with being named Nissa. Uh, it's not a masculine name. Uh, so I, 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 they were about my gender identity issues and I felt like they necessarily discussed in maybe a little graphic detail my genitalia. Um, so I got fired. She complained and I was done. Uh, so I changed my name, not legally, but just when I teach, uh, to Mills. It's better anyway, I hate the name Nissa. It's very hard to pronounce. And uh, it's, I know all the questions that you already have. It's, um, it means uh, Christmas elf uh, or Scandinavian uh, leprechaun. Uh, it is an old nickname from the 1940s for the name Nils uh, that only was given to young children. Like it's like Tommy is to Thomas. Nissa is to Nils. Like, it's for, like, children who also look younger than they are. Um, and I love teaching, so I got to keep teaching with Nils. Uh, so I go over and I check his work, and it's fantastic. His journey is, is immaculate. Um, and, and I know what he's doing. He's not handing me his work because he wants me to check his answers. He's, he's handing me his work because he wants to brag, and I get that. I wanted to brag so bad in class. And, uh, and the teacher's the only person who you're allowed to brag to without getting beat up. Uh, I, in eighth grade, I was, uh, the, every, in the yearbook, everybody was known for something. Uh, the yearbook committee knew, uh, decided what you were known for. Like Randy Walls, he was known for having good Scooby-Doo impressions. And uh, Sydney, she was known for reading all the Goosebumps books twice. Um, <laughs> I was known for not being able to reach the chalkboard in math class because I was both so short and so eager to answer every math problem. Um, I know what it's like to be that kid who's, who's like finger, I know this, this kid, this kid, that was me, the kid whose like fingers are dancing out of his palms to answer every math question. Uh, and I know what it's like for him and I want to support him. I want, to, I want him to brag to me and I want him to feel good about it. So I look at it and I smile back at him, I hand it back to him and I say like, this is perfect, man. And it's just what I wanted to hear when I was his age. I wanted to hear that I was perfect and that my work was perfect and that someday, this feeling would be over. Um, he leans in and he says, hey, Nils. And I go, what's up? And he goes, it's my birthday. So I turn like instinctually and I go, happy birthday to, and I'm like doing it. I'm making him the center of attention. I'm making him like the star of the class. Something that I wanted so badly when I was his age. I wanted to not just be too short to reach the chalkboard. I wanted to be like on the chalkboard animated as some figure. I don't even know what I wanted. I wanted my imagination to come to life and, uh, and I was doing it for him. The whole class is now singing. In fourth grade, they kicked me out of math class, man. Like, I was, I, I, was, I was doing this too much, and they just put me in the corner with a textbook and a calculator, and they said, learn it on your own, which was maybe the best thing that ever happened to me in math class, because uh, math class is boring. Uh, so I, I was just in the corner learning it on my own, and they got mad at me because I learned it differently, and they brought my parents into, for a parent-teacher conference. They said, your, your kid, Nissa, he's not learning math correctly. He keeps saying, 
my mind, the number of ones that exist when you put two numbers together, the amount of ones that are there should be called an atom up. That's what I was calling them, not a sum. Sum doesn't make any sense. It's not some of them, it's all of them. So it doesn't make any, why would you call it a sum? Uh, this, but they said I was learning math incorrectly. My parents, luckily, are hippies with a fetish for alternativism, so they just oh, marched out. Um, and now I was doing for him what I wanted somebody to do for me so badly. And he's, he has that shy, embarrassed, like, oh, don't do it, but if you really want to, it's great that people are paying attention to me. Um, and we sing happy birthday to you, and the whole class, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And this is when I realized I don't know his name. <laughs> so I go, happy birthday to him. And I hope that the rest of the class can sort of back me up. But nobody knows his name. And there's like a couple snickers as we try to get through the last happy birthday. And class is over. And everybody just walks out, and I hear him mutter under his breath, that's why I didn't want anybody to sing. And I'm just left to bask in how terrible I am as a human being. Um, algebra means um, the reunion of broken parts. Thought that was poignant. Uh, I I tend to look at my life, uh, the, the, my past beings, as just like false versions of myself, bad versions of myself, flawed versions of myself. Um, I tend to look at my past as just a series of bumps in the road. I think I'm better than I was then, and at that time, I thought I was better than I was before. Um, you know, I have a lot of confidence in math. I have a lot of, you have to. I don't have a lot of confidence in life. But I know that I'm getting better. I know that I'm getting better as I keep going. When I, uh, when I think about David, who's that student, who's a senior now, he's at like a really wonderful point in his life. He has the opportunity to go sort of any direction. And that's exciting. And I want him so badly, I want him, when he becomes an adult, to be a teacher. But I have to understand that I have to be happy with whatever journey he comes up with for life. Thank you. That was Nissa Greenberg. Nissa is an educator and storyteller who eats mostly vegetarian. He teaches high school math to high schoolers and math philosophy to adults. He creates art with spreadsheets and quantitative analysis. He also curates storytelling for The Tank and hosts the shows Bad Feelings, VHS Presents, and Drawn Out Storytelling. His playground is at nissagreenberg.com. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have archives of the podcast and upcoming events. Also, we depend on listeners like you for our support. If you love the podcast, please consider donating at storycollider.org slash donate. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Weck, Darren Barker, and Ari Daniel. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. 
Special thanks to MoMath for hosting the show, to Cindy Lawrence and Glenn Whitney for amazing help with production, and to all the teachers who didn't know my name. Thanks for listening. <laughs>